hey guys i hope you're enjoying listening to business and ux story do send me in a comments for us to improve the podcast even further just before you start listening to today's episode please please follow us on the platform that you're listening us on be it spotify apple podcast or google podcasts Hey Akhil, uh, welcome to another episode of Business and UX Story. So uh, happy to have you. I mean, I'd love to know more about you. We don't know uh, each other uh, personally. I mean, love to know more and how the idea of Ayni Ayn happened. Absolutely, uh, and thank you for having me. Um, I think it's awesome that you guys are getting uh, awareness out there for electric mobility. I think it's already uh, quite hot of a subject right, right. now. Right. Um, my background um, you know since like you said we don't know uh, each other as much i can give you a quick uh, lens into me spent most of my life building startups uh, primarily in the in the tech space at uh, right. the you know, machine learning uh, and enterprise saas um before starting ion i was building uh, haptic so led all product and growth at haptic which was um you know one of i think right now one of the world's largest conversational ai companies right um, which was acquired by Reliance Geo for 100 million dollars in 2019 right um, before that spent some time in the bay area built the company there um before coming back to india um in 2013 to start haptic and then eventually ion right uh, the story of ion began in 2016 um when i was having a conversation with one of my mentors and um the conversation went in the direction of realizing that most of the world's smartest people are busy selling ads so if you think about uh, you know people at google facebook amazon all of the big sort of massive company tech companies they're essentially trying to sell us more stuff online right um, and you know it's about time it's not like we're unaware of the of the existential problems for our species it's just right. we're really good at ignoring them like, right. you know, we're so so right. good at Uh, going after where the commercial winds are blowing that um we tend to acknowledge them but really let someone else do the work uh, as such uh, and i'm right. not talking of it as an activist but really um trying to share that today climate tech is literally one of the most exciting spaces to be electric mobility the energy right. is completely changing right from, right from generation distribution storage and consumption there are so many different exciting opportunities out there Right, um, and they're very deeply connected to literally the greatest challenge of our generation, which is climate right. change. Um, right. But anyway, coming back to 2016, when I had this realization, um, that conversation stuck with me. And then two weeks later, Haptic raised 12 million dollars from Times Internet, right, uh, which is India's largest ad tech company. <laughs> right. And my job was to put ads inside of the product. So and the uh, product is again another product which just have ads exactly so yeah. uh, didn't want to do that um so decided to you know spend 6 months really thinking about what are the greatest opportunities of our generation not just right. thinking the 5 year or 7 year startup that i can build and sell and sort of you know make some money but really thinking about what's going to have generational impact right you know, when you and i are 80 years of age and you know we have right. grandchildren and we're telling them about the mega trends that shaped our generation right example, let's say for our parents i would say telecom right is is one of those mega trends like right. my grandfather didn't have a phone uh, right my dad's generation like he's gone from having a landline phone where he had to sort of dial those numbers one right. by one all the way up to having you know the ability to call from his watch right <laughs> yeah uh, right um I think that was a mega trend that our our 
are the previous generation witnessed one of those right. and i think energy is one of them for us right mm, makes sense yes so we're thinking about what are those mega trends for our generation and how i can potentially contribute to that momentum right um, so the new energy transition not just electric mobility electric mobility is a very small part of what a much bigger revolution which is a fundamental shift in the way that we generate and consume energy mm-hmm. right uh, right from the way that is generated the how it is distributed uh, how it is stored and eventually consumed right um so in the last 10 to 15 years we've seen a lot of momentum on the solar side on the wind mm. energy side this is the generation side of things right right, right. in the last i would say 5 to 7 years there's sort of been a big boost in um what are called mini grids and micro grids which mm. are which are sort of disrupting the way distribution happens right mm-hmm. so right imagine small villages in india that don't have access to electricity Mm-hmm. Within a grid which sort of connects the city to the village, costs right. like thousands of crores, right? So uh-huh. nobody does that because the consumption in the village is not high enough to justify mm. just about the cost. Yes. Um, yeah. So what is happening is that you're creating mini grids, which are mm. sort of island of energies, right? So mm. they're disconnected from the main grid, but mm. they're still sustainable. Mm. Uh, so which is the sort of new disruption happening in energy distribution? Mm. Similarly, um, when you think about electric mobility, if you think about in the future, if we want to get to a point where all of our energy is clean, meaning it's generated through renewable sources, right? Most renewable sources are intermittent in nature, meaning mm-hmm. that they don't function all the time, right? So right. it's only going on for a certain amount of time, and then of course in the night you don't have the sun, right? It does not blow all the time, right? So if you want to be able to use clean energy um, all the time. you need to be able to store it and then be able to use that stored energy mm-hmm. uh, the time where you don't generate new energy and that's right. essentially where batteries come into play um mm-hmm. and batteries are are the most expensive and the most complicated component of this entire sort of value chain value chain yeah mm-hmm. because let's say in the case of an electric vehicle the battery costs about 40 to 45% of the cost of the vehicle right so if you mm-hmm. spend say hypothetically Hundred thousand dollars, or let's just say ten lakh rupees on a vehicle. Your battery right. must go for an hour. Right, right, um, right. Um, so not only is it expensive, but it's also very difficult to ensure that you can extend its life and performance. Right, um, right. Meaning that you know today, if you buy a regular uh, internal combustion engine, every mm. couple of years you have to change that lead acid battery to start the motor. Right, right. Um, and it's not that expensive. You don't think about it. You can you can change it. Yeah. But if it's forty percent of the cost of the vehicle, yeah, <laughs> you know you're going to care about it. Right. It's like changing the engine, man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like changing an IC engine, which is like actually forty, fifty percent of the cost right now. Precisely. Right. The idea behind Ion was to leverage software to increase the life and performance of these batteries. Okay. So okay. that the total cost of ownership for these assets can be reduced. Right. 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 Uh, and that allows both not only individual owners but also fleet owners, like right. which are enabling shared mobility. Right. So a sustainable business model to be able to offer better prices to the end consumers for uh-huh. shared electric mobility. Right. Um the beauty is that once you try to start solving this problem at a battery level it's uh-huh. versatile right because batteries are everywhere. Right. Then just in vehicles 
like i said they're also in these large grid connected which is like solar or wind power connected massive battery packs like today right. we manage batteries that are as big as a 10 floor building to give right. you an example right like the scale of uh, uh, right. what we do um, right batteries are also making their way into industrial equipments like forklifts like right. excavators um which were previously running on diesel uh, are uh. now going to you know an a cleaner sort of all electric version Right. So the good thing is that once we sort of start managing the the life and performance of this important component, you can apply that across applications, across geographies. And so today we are fortunate to have over seventy five customers in sixteen countries. We're the only BMS company exporting from India, fully localized right. in India. Wow. And yeah, you know, India so far has always been an importer of of automotive technology from Germany or from Italy or from or Korea or Japan. Right. Uh, right. and you know i think that the reality today is that india has the engineering talent and the bandwidth to to make world class technology hmm. it's just that those people are sitting inside of tcs consulting the japanese guys selling the ip there and the japanese guys doing it over here to sort True. of absolutely it. yeah um and so really flipping that model and and you know leveraging our technology talent to build ip inside of india and then export it from here right has been some you know some of the work that we've done so far amazing amazing no i think you know what i've been reading about ayn and uh, uh you know my you know more like secondary research of what is available of the internet i see you've already spread wings in lot of markets and the kind of clientele that you've had uh you know from new age companies new age startups to uh you know companies that have uh, that are using uh, electric uh, energy as uh, a solution you've already kind of glued yourself into very good client base so that means you're actually exporting some good uh, technology out there which is helping them you know solve a certain use case or you know create efficient systems so that's that's great out there i mean in fact i'd love to kind of uh, dig deeper into uh, you know how how these products are fun- you know kind of structured what kind of products are you know how the products are kind of placed for various uh, uh you know industries that you're catering to uh you know if we can dig deeper into that you know what is say maxwell what is uh, all to go they'll help us understand you know how the application is actually being uh, uh you know how your products are being actually applied to these industries yeah yeah absolutely yeah so fundamentally there the way that we approach the problem is mm. like i said we're not looking at this as a as a short term product fix to a problem that we can solve in 3 to 5 years right. really at generational impact right so when you think in that long term view hmm. instead of thinking of products you really think about capabilities hmm. uh, because it, like for example in design also right like the idea is not to do this one ad or to right. do this one one post right you think right. about capabilities that you need to build so that you can consistently generate sort of high quality design right um In the case of Ion, we recognize that the two capabilities that we want to build are advanced mm. electronics and some software. Right. Um, and most of the opportunities really exist at the intersection of these two things. Right. Um, so to give you an example, let's say you want to make a uh, electric vehicle charger. Right? Okay. It's essentially mm. power electric and software. Right. right. If you want to make a battery management system, it's advanced electronics and embedded software. Right. If you make uh, a motor controller, it's electronics and software. Right. Um and so there are a lot of opportunities that exist at the intersection of advanced electronics and software. Hmm. So we essentially built these two business units 
Uh, one is called Maxwell that makes advanced electronics for electric vehicles and energy storage systems. Okay. The other one is Altigo, which is essentially a digital twin platform, which is a okay. software platform. Right. Uh, allows you to collect all of this data, bring it to the cloud, process it, and send over the updates. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, so a good way to think of this is electronics are typically your muscle, which are mm -hmm. hosted inside of the application, and they actually take action. Right? Okay. Hmm. Uh, and the software is the brain in the cloud, right? So right. you you collect the data from the sensor, ship it to the cloud, have the processing power in the cloud to make the decision, and then have your muscle, which is your electronics, actually take action. Take action uh, okay. inside right. of the application. Um, in terms of applications that we are currently working with, I'll give you a few examples. Mm -hmm. So before I give you an example, it, it's sort of important to understand what we really do inside of Altigo, which is a software platform. When we say it's a digital twin platform for predictive analytics, what we're actually saying is any physical asset, let's assume it's an electric vehicle. Mm -hmm. An electric vehicle is actually a system with lots of components, right? So they have everything from motors, motor controllers, battery, tires, brakes, right. so many different things that come together to make one system, right? Mm. Now, if you want to do any kind of simulation, meaning that okay, if I deploy this vehicle in Kashmir versus Rajasthan versus Bangalore, mm. uh, how many kilometers will I get on a full battery charge? Hypothetically, mm. right? You want to run a simulation so that you can figure out what would happen, mm. right? Um, in order to run those simulations, you can either physically simulate, which is physically send these batteries or these vehicles yeah, to those yeah. locations and test it. Right. Okay. Which right. is what a lot of people do by them. Like, you know, right. until not so long ago, whenever a vehicle was being launched, they actually used to ship it to Kashmir to see if it can climb the slopes and if it can, if it can do all the things that it needs to do. Right. Physically. Right. Um, but now what you can do instead of Altigo, um, the name Altigo comes from Alter Ego, which is digital twin. You right. can create a yeah. digital twin of a physical asset uh -huh. by, by specifying all of the functions and parameters of every single component inside of that system. Okay. Hmm. So you actually create a model of every single component hmm. and explain its properties and its functions and how that system comes together. Okay. Once you've done that, you can actually use that digital twin and run different types of predictive analytics inside of it. Mm -hmm. And also do co-optimizations. Mm -hmm. So let's take an example. Let's say you are, um, Say an Ola, okay, mm -hmm. and you have a fleet of, you know, one lakh cars going all over the city. Mm -hmm. And you know that at 9 a.m. in the morning when everyone's trying to go to work is your peak time, right? When mm -hmm. everyone wants to book an Ola. Right. right. You can use Altigo to do a co-optimization between charging speed and fleet uptime for a specific timeline. Right. So you say at okay. 9 a.m., if I want 100% of my fleet online, mm -hmm which vehicle should charge in which location at what charging speed wow so that by 9 am i have my 100% fleet available hmm. at in, you know various locations basically in or okay. in Gurugram, Gurugram. or in, right you know some specific location right right, right. so you can you can run that co-optimization algorithm inside of altigo Mm. and use multiple simulations to then mm. decide, okay, let's go with this. And accordingly, you send out notifications to your drivers, ki boss, at 9 a.m. you are, you know, your charging slot has been booked in this location to go and charge over there. Right. The the, the over-the-air update goes to that charger to charge mm. at that speed for that vehicle. Right. Now, with that, you have optimized for fleet uptime, mm. right? 
but if you are if you want higher uptime of your fleet you have to fast charge your vehicles right you want your vehicles to be charged as soon as possible so that your fleet remains uh, available right but the faster you charge the vehicle the battery degrades mm-hmm. you know it's like fast charging it sort of degrades the battery right okay so now you want to do a co-optimization between three pieces not right. just speed up time not just charging speed but also battery health hmm right so right. now you have to do a sort of three layered co-optimization simulation inside hmm. of software and that's hmm. one of the things that you can do right um, so these are some of the predictive analytics and simulations that you can do inside of altigo Hmm. Then connect them with your advanced electronics or sensors inside of those vehicles to actually take those actions. Right, right. Um, and on the max level side of things, we we basically want to accelerate the journey for OEMs hmm. uh, to build these electric vehicles. So mm-hmm. if you think about um, if you think about companies like Tesla, right? Hmm. They right. had luxury of time. to really build all of the components themselves right and true they said okay, we will build our own charger we will build our own motor you know sab khud ka banaye like right. they want to everything themselves absolutely but now if you put that same scenario into say a hero motorcorp or a bajaj because mm. they need to launch a vehicle in 18 months right, right. true here now right. right so they don't have the luxury of time to go through the process of building every single component themselves right that's where maxwell comes into place because it provides them with a suite of ready to use tried and tested advanced electronics okay that accelerate their product development journey right so maxwell and altigo do they work together or they can work independently also like for example i am a electric vehicle manufacturer i am an oem right and i want uh, you know your solution to kind of uh, build my uh, product you know say uh, a small uh, logistics vehicle which can carry goods you know for small distance and all that right now and i want to manage that fleet so as a as a as a as a client to you or as a partner to you what what would i come to you f- for like i need maxwell as a solution or i want want all to go as a solution or i would come to you with my problem statement and you kind of fix both the problem statement with both these solution together yeah so one of the important things for us uh, was really making sure that we are remaining flexible because in many cases the customers in the market don't really know exactly what they want right, right. yes figuring this out themselves yeah, it's not like yeah. they have a very clear requirement you must have on exactly this do you have it right 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 uh, and so we didn't want to put hard boundaries and say this is the only thing that we do or that's the only thing that we do mm-hmm. right um and so both of these businesses are tightly aligned meaning that both of them serve the same types of customers mm-hmm. but they're loosely coupled meaning right. that you can buy one or both without having there's no exclusivity there right okay got it for example yeah. you can buy the electronics from somebody else but you can use our software platform as your backend got it and you can buy our electronics and go build your own software system if you if you prefer right 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 so it's not it's not tightly coupled it's loosely coupled but very tightly aligned to the mission uh uh-huh, uh-huh. okay. right now coming to the question that you asked me around what would someone come to us for right typically if you are in the business of um say designing and deploying your batteries right so for example let's say you're an oem you want to build a logistics van okay or hmm. a, a truck or whatever that may be hmm 
the first question is are you designing your battery or are you buying it from someone so are uh-huh. you buying it from an exide an amaron right. uh, lg panasonic samsung right are you buying it from somebody because if you are buying it from somebody in that case you would not be a customer for maxwell you would only uh-huh. be a customer for altergo altergo yeah you already have a battery which is coming with somebody else's bms mm-hmm. right um so at that point you would not be a customer for the battery management system mm-hmm. then the next person would be okay um are you designing your own motor mm-hmm. are you are you designing your own motor controller mm-hmm. if if you are just buying things off the shelf and putting it together inside of your vehicle mm. in that case you would not be a customer for maxwell because you are essentially buying from other companies ready to use system right mm. and in that case those companies are our customers ah, for right. example uh, for example we will sell to exide we sell to amaron uh and they will sell those batteries to you so eventually you are still using my technology but you are not mm-hmm. buying it from us from us yeah 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 hmm. so we when we meet a new customer we typically try to understand whether this is a typical tier 1 customer for us or tier 2 right a tier 1 customers who i can sell to directly hmm. and a tier 2 is typically who will buy it from one of our customers right yeah. so we are right. tier 2 in that case right right um so that's when it comes to maxwell Uh-huh. So Altico it's really broad meaning that we have customers all the way from research labs mm-hmm. um, to design companies when i say design companies automotive design companies oems as well as fleet owners and operators and eventually also insurance companies and financing companies uh-huh okay for example uh, you know let me give you an example around an oem let's say you are you are building a vehicle and you have given everybody a 2 year warranty on the vehicle uh-huh. okay basis on how the users are using it if you are collecting data you can use altigo to identify customers that are abusing the vehicle mm-hmm. and who are using it very lightly right right and then the customers who are using it very lightly you can send them an offer for extended warranty okay Got it. Because you can segment them because these guys are not abusing it. You know their car is going to last five more years. Right. Okay. So you can start a new revenue stream huh, by sending right. extended warranty to the people who are using it nicely. Okay. Okay. Similarly, insurance companies are using the platform in in North America and Europe. You have flexible insurance premiums based right. on the per. Yeah. And so they're actually using the platform to. dynamically update insurance premiums based on their usage of batteries that's right hmm um so these are ways in in which you know altigo can be used so the altigo platform is really open ended we can serve like practically speaking any stakeholder in the ecosystem mm-hmm. um but more often than not we land up working with oems and fleet owners right. those are typically the the two main customers and then mm-hmm. we have a lot of others That was such an insightful conversation. Businesses and products get impacted through design in ways more than what we can imagine. If you would like to listen to such more conversations, stay tuned. Subscribe to Business and UX Story. Till then, stay safe and keep listening. Thank you.